Bobby Bones post show pre show. Are you cold in here today? No. Which is weird because I'm wearing like a skirt and a short sleeve shirt, and normally I'm in pants and a jacket. What's the temperature in the studio? 67. Wow. Oh, it's very cold today, Bones. Weird. Very cold. Maybe I'm just like some... my body's good, but my feet are free. I don't wear shoes under here. <laughs> you guys can see me on camera. We see it. <laughs> my feet are freezing. Uh, it's all, I, I, aren't they normally warm under there? They are. Well, I'm under a bunch of lights. Yeah. We, the studio is built like a TV set. Um, <clears throat> but man, it is freezing cold. My feet are blue. And I, when I woke up this morning, I thought to myself, well, the temperature's starting to change a little bit. Mm. Like just in general. I feel like we're shifting seasons a bit. Yeah. Yep. I cannot wait. I'm um, ready for fall. Uh, let me go over a couple quick notes here. Um, Amy, was you were touched by somebody at Lowe's? Yes. Like, like a listener. Physically? Like emotionally? No. Like physically, and I kind of am taken aback by it still. Wait, um, so what happened? So my husband and I just had to go by there to pick up one thing, and we were in and out, but there was a listener there. Everyone was masked up. It's fine. And then I see a guy that's like looking at me like you look familiar, but I don't know because I have a mask on. And then he's really kind and just says, are you Amy from the Bobby Bone Show? And as he's asking, he's approaching and then as I say yes, he's like, I thought so. I just didn't know for sure because of the mask. And then he proceeded to get close and then put his hand on my shoulder and was just like, I'm a huge fan of the show. And I thought, what is happening? This is 2020. We don't touch. Oh, because of COVID. Yes. Coronavirus. Mm. We don't do that, right? I guess I, did. I thought you meant he like grabbed your arm. Mm. Well, no, it wasn't like in a. I guess. I mean, still, I don't know him, the, so the so the the distancing part was weird to you. Yes, if this was 2019, I probably have been like, okay, kind of weird that you touched me, but fine, I'll get over it. You're nice because he was nice, but was he older? Because older people, older guys are yeah. a little just naturally touchier. If I had a guess, because he did have a mask on too. <sighs> 50 something. I, how are people recognizing you with a mask on? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know, hair. I mean, is it that distinct? I don't know. Okay, she relax. She's it. like bobbing her hair. Eyes. I, I don't know. I mean, style. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But I mean, he was hesitant. But then when I said yes, I was. That's when, which you said, tell all you guys, hey, oh, very nice. complimentary oh, of the show, cool. big fan, which was cool. I just was taken aback. Like I thought, by now we know not to touch, right? In general or COVID? COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a listener that sent me that she made me some cloth Arkansas Razorback masks. Nice. And it's got like three layers in it. That's cute, yeah. yeah. So I've been wearing that a little bit. And people are like, what's on your mask? Well, when I was in Idaho, people had no idea really what this was. Hmm. Um, so did that. Sorry you got touched. Yeah. Thank you. What were you getting at Lowe's? We are picking out a deep freezer thing, like a little... For our garage, because our freezer at our house, like where it's filled to the max, it's not a very big one. But Is that a flex? Like, Amy's yeah. like, our freezer's so full. Yeah, all the we get meat. so much great meat. <laughs> it's not full. My husband would tell you it's full of lots of frozen veggies and oh. ice cream. My kids love ice cream, so sadly, it's not full of meat. You know what, Caitlin ordered it. Um, she texted me, and I haven't had this. Let's see, let's see, let's see. She said, "Do you want these?" And she sent me a link to something called DrinkPoppy.com. Did you get her into this? P O P P I. She goes, I'm going to get some of this probiotic soda. It's supposed to be good, but also good for gut health. Nice. And that just sounds, because Amy and Caitlin hmm. are friends <laughs> to the point where I don't know what side Amy's on anymore. Honestly, <laughs> she, Amy used to be like my number one 
always, she was on my side. She always had my back. But her and Caitlin are so close now that it's a bit bothersome that I don't even know if I have a number one anymore. Oh, except man. for, I mean, you, Eddie, I, got, I always yeah. got your back, dude. Yeah. That's rude. I feel like you're more loyal to her you're than me. You're being rude. I f- you don't. F- well, answer the question, Amy. So who do you, who are you more loyal to? I am loyal to you. Oh. <laughs> I am. Why did you doubt that? <laughs> <laughs> she knows that. Right? I mean, Drink Poppy looks cute, though. <laughs> it was on Shark Tank. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, I might have to try this out. It looks good. So it's like a soda? I don't know. She just sent it to me. I thought Amy got her into it. Oh, okay. I remain. I, I, what I am. You don't have to. I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm okay. just giving you a hard time. I love it. Listen, the fact that the person I'm closest to in the world, not Caitlin, and my best friend are so close is awesome to me. And I'm just joking because I get a little bit jealous. I think that's what it is. I think it's rooted in jealousy. No way. Not. A lot of times it is, but rooted in that. Not saying this in particular, but... I just worked it out right now. It's all in jealousy. When Amy and I used to be close and hang out. I try to remain... Sometimes I just need you to call and be like, hey, let's go out to dinner and have some us time. Switzerland? There's no fights. But sometimes she she asks me advice on things. Oh. And oh. I give but her... But you know what? You're a great your, person to ask, too, because you've give known it, me for a long yes, time. Yes, and I explain, hey, and I have your back on it, too. There's been a couple of things where I've said, you know what, Caitlin, I think that... That shouldn't bother you because that's just how he is. All seriousness, I'm very grateful that you guys are close. All right. I think it's a great thing. I was making a joke and then I realized I do kind of feel that way, but then I realized why. I'm just jealous. Okay. But she's very lucky to have you as a friend. Mm-hmm. All right. She is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go enjoy today's show. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Uh, good morning. Welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. Got a smile on my face today because everybody's COVID-free around here for the first time. Mm. So Eddie was the first one back in action. So he's been back for about a week now. Yeah, I love it. That's a negative test. Uh, our security guy, Tim, first time he was able to come back in the building today. He's negative. Uh, Kelly, who does a bunch of my clothes and stuff for TV, she's one of Amy's friends too. She's negative. Whoop. So let's keep it going, baby. Yeah. Let's Good keep streak. it going. Let's, let's social distance. Let's wear masks. No more COVID. I'm tired of Caitlin calling this place Wuhan. <laughs> she calls the studio Wuhan. Yeah. She's like, how was it in Wuhan today? Do you feel safe? So no. let's let's not do that. Let's, let's go. I was feeling pretty good about that today. So awesome. Glad everybody's here. I mean, I was reading this story by Justin Moore as we start the show. And Justin Moore's talking about his kids in school. He talked about how he couldn't help his daughter with her math problems. It just reminds me of some of the times you talk about your kids having new math. Oh, for sure. It isn't this, it's not even that it's hard old math. It's just a whole new way to talk about the math problem. Yeah, I feel like even if I teach them, it's going to confuse them. He told his daughter to go to her mom instead that he can help with English and history. Do you have a clip of him talking about this? Yep. Here it is. My 10-year-old, who will be going into fifth grade, she was doing fourth grade work at the time, obviously, and she kept coming to me with math problems. And I said, Sissy, you're going to have to go ask your mom. Come to me for English and history, but math and science, like, I'm out. So I'm asking you, what subjects can you help your kids with? I can do well with, yeah, history. I worked on a whole Cleopatra project with my daughter, English, reading, Stuff like that. I send the math my husband's way if he's available. And how does he do with the math? He's good at math. Even with the new math? Yeah, he can figure it out. 
Sometimes his patience isn't there, but he's working on that. Eddie, what's up with you and your kids? Um, with the teaching, like you're asking me my, my subjects? Yeah. History, Spanish, PE. Spanish. Ge- uh, geography. Are I'm, they taking Spanish or do you just force them? I force them that okay, one so- just because they're uh, half Hispanic like me. Do they feel like they're Hispanic or do they feel white? No, they feel white for sure. And then when I tell them they're Hispanic, they argue with me for about 30 minutes and then finally they're like, okay, I guess it's pretty cool. But they, they, they are white in their mind. If they were to, because I have to check, I take a to, three COVID tests a week, right? For, uh-huh. for all the sets I have to be on. And they always have one of the questions Hispanic or non Hispanic. Yeah. What would they click? I, I, without even thinking, they would just say non Hispanic. Yeah. But then you would come in. And that would be like, no, no, no. Your last name's Garcia. We are Hispanic. Um, saw that. Oh, one other thing. We watched the finale of Yellowstone last night. Okay. Yeah. How about Did that? you love it? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Was, season three wasn't a great season. I know, but the but finale, the finale was, was the best single episode I've ever seen. I agree. Almost to where you thought, what? <laughs> what? And now then it's Kate, done? We finished. And I'm not going to give any spoilers here, so no reason to change it. But there are many more reasons to change the show today. Don't worry. Just not this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as soon as it finished, Caitlin goes, wait, what? And then she pulls up her phone and goes, when does the show come back? It doesn't come back till June of 2021. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Uh-huh. So. so we have to wait and be mm. patient. But I thought it it redeemed itself a little bit. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. I would give it a solid A minus. That's good for yeah, me. Yeah, I'd give you. it a solid A minus. Eddie, I'm not even ask you. I'll tell you, man. Are you still going? Yeah, I'm on. I finished episode seven last night of okay. season one. Oh, oh so you're kind of in now. Is it I'm moving, and uh, I mean, just crap just keeps happening. Like it just not, doesn't stop. But it's getting better. That's when it started to get pretty good to me. Yes. Where you are now. You know, in the show, Amy, like oh. just stuff just keeps in his happening. life. Eddie's like, <laughs> I thought you meant like I can't keep watching because stuff keeps happening. I don't know. But Do you yeah. like it though? Now I, I'm liking it better. Still a little unrealistic to me. I'm not a cowboy, hey, but hey, that that never drops, Eddie. Just okay. suspend disbelief. Well, I mean, okay. you guys, is Breaking Bad realistic? Probably. That was yeah, an probably. amazing show. Probably. But okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's your favorite character on Yellowstone? Uh, I would have to say the girl. Beth. Yeah. Beth. Beth's, Beth yeah. I mean, every time she comes on, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? I don't know. I like Jimmy. You like Jimmy? I like Jimmy. Yeah. Hey, and I've already seen Ryan Bingham showed up now and he's starting Walker. to be Yeah, I like that dude. All right. <laughs> They announced the CMA nominees later on this morning. Did you vote? I didn't. You didn't? Yeah. Here's the thing about mm. voting. They go, hey, click this link to vote because we're members. And then they're like, do you know your 19-digit code? And I'm like, no. And then I got to go track <laughs> it down. Yeah. And then by the time I go track it down, I've forgotten what I'm tracking down. I think I have it on some like credit card looking thing, the code. Don't we have like a card? Oh, we do have a card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I did vote. I'm pretty excited to see who who's nominated today. Good job. And so, you know, we talked about how Garth Brooks has pulled himself out of the running for CMA Entertainer of the Year. He was still up to be voted for, mm-hmm. and I voted for him. <laughs> Even though he didn't want you to. Right, and it, they took his picture down, but he was still up to be voted for, so I voted for him. Did you vote, Eddie? I did. I did, did vote for Garth? I, vo- uh, I did vote for Garth. <laughs> I voted with my kids, too, because I let them help me, like, influence my votes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it was fun. I don't know how they'd feel about that. <laughs> I mean, they're not, they're definitely not happy with us right now. If your kids voted, I didn't vote. Bobby voted. It'll be interesting to see who's up for CMA Entertainer of the Year. That's the big prize. Garth Brooks has won the most ever with seven. He won the first in 1991 when they started to do Entertainer of the Year. 91, 92. 97, 98, 2016, 2017, and 2019. That is amazing that he has been considered the peak since we were, before we were teenagers. And still now he is. 
And so what I have here are the top five artists with the most CMA Entertainer of the Year wins. Are you ready? You yeah. want to guess some of these? Who do you think... Let's see here. Who do you think has the most CMA Entertainer of the Year wins? Amy. Garth's at one. Can you name any of the other four? Oh. Eh. Uh. How far back do we go? Like, are they old school? Because Garth is he's from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan is not on the list. He's won two, but he's not in the top five. Eddie? I'm going to go with Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney's at number two all time. Oh. He's got four CMAs. Quite entertaining that guy is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's, got, he's the second of all time. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Amy. Take another shot. I'm good at this game. You're not. We realize that. That's fun. That's okay. All right. Um, One of them's a band. That should give it to you right there. Oh, Brooks and Dunn? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, they'd be a duo. <sighs> More than a band. True. Okay. A band. How many people are in it? More than two. <laughs> <laughs> a band. Eddie, do you want to guess the band? Yeah, I'm going to go pre-Garth, and I'll go Alabama. Alabama won three in a row. Oh. Yeah. Okay, what did you study for this? No. no. <laughs> yeah, his whole life. <laughs> Just watching the CMAs. Alabama is considered the greatest band in country music history. Yeah. They True. went three in a row. I guess Garth's first one was in 91, but it started way before that. Alabama won 82, 83, and 84. All right, there are two left in the top five. How many does George Strait have? You can guess him. Man, I'd give him 10, but how many does he have? Are you guessing him? Yes. Uh, coming in at number four is George Strait with Woo! three. Wow. My That's my boy. And there's one more, and this person's tied with George Strait. Who else has three? Let me give you the years. Yes. 1995, 2002, and 2005. Who is number five all time? 1995? Or tied for four. Tied for four, yeah. 1995, 2002, and 2005. Blake Shelton? Mm-mm. When was Austin? Uh, I don't that? think Austin got him an entertainment of the year. <laughs> that was his first hit. <laughs> I know it was. Eddie? Uh, what about um, Brad Paisley? No. Mm-mm. You think you're missing a big one. And he's also a big guy. Oh, 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 Keith, oh, no, <laughs> Keith Urban. Oh, boy, oh, boy, <laughs> careful. Oh, Keith Urban's one, two. I know, but um, who's the, uh, from Oklahoma with the... Toby Keith? Yes. No. All right. <laughs> Is it Zach Brown? Mm-mm, it's Alan Jackson. Alan oh, Jackson. Yeah. When you said a big one, I thought you meant, like, big he's person. A, he's a he's massive tall. guy. Oh, okay, well, I went Toby Keith big. <laughs> 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 uh, so those are the top five. It's Garth, Kenny, Alabama, George Strait, Alan Jackson. A lot of people have won two. By the way, Alan Jackson's six foot four. Dang. Yeah. Uh, Luke Bryan, Keith Urban, Taylor Swift, Vince Gill, Hank Williams Jr., and Barbara Mandrell have all won two. So uh, today we'll have the big CMA award. We'll see who's up. I hope Garth's in it again just to be funny because <laughs> I voted for him. He should win. I think he should win it again, but he pulled himself out. Um, other notes. Willie, Reba, and Dolly have won one time each. Loretta Lynn was the first female winner of Entertainer of the Year in 1972. And Barbara Mandrell was the first back-to-back winner, taking home the trophy in 1980 and 1981. That's pretty much a a Bobby and Eddie Music School Mm -hmm. segment right there. I'm having some work done on the house outside. 
and I was walking out, coming over here today, and it smells like WD-40. And I love the smell of WD-40. That and gasoline. Like, probably shouldn't love it as much as I do, but I could just sit there and take it in. Is there a smell that is a little weirder, but you love it? Yeah, and I just realized how much I missed it or loved it from back in my tennis days because we were cleaning out the garage and I found some tennis ball cans and opened them up to put some stuff away. And when I popped open the can, hmm. I just That's a good smell. sniffed so good. it. Mm-hmm. And so brand new tennis ball smell. Mm. Eddie, you? Uh, my weird one is Parmesan cheese. People say it stinks. Oh, like it's so oh, yeah, bad, it's but good. I really like the way it smells. Do you guys like gas? No, oh, I love no. gas. No, no, no. You don't? No. Mm-mm. You act like it's a bad thing. It's stinky. Sometimes skunks smell good to me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Why? I don't know. Not all skunks, but there are certain. Maybe I don't know what they ate that day. I don't know. But there are some skunks that if they, if I drive down the road, mm. I'm like, oh, this so is kind of. A- do you like the smell of? No, I don't. See, because I think that that smells the same to me. A skunk. Oh, it does. Really? Yeah. Mm-mm. Is that your coronavirus talking? <laughs> no, no, Do you no. have all your smell back? Uh, I would say 80%. 80%. Still not very strong. I used to have a pretty sensitive smell. It's pretty, that's not here right now. Do you like the smell of Mary J? <laughs> <laughs> Mary Jane. Um, not What's it called? Not Mary Jane. Is that called Mary Jane? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you say Jay or Jane? You said Jay. I said Jay. I I, I thought it was like doctor's cousin. Mary Mary Jane. Dr. Jay. Yeah. Um, Not particularly, no. I don't, no. Yeah, me, not at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Lunchbox, you have a smell you like? Uh, Yeah, I like smelly socks. Like, every time I take my socks off, I have to smell them. I just, I don't know why. Something about my, that smells like, "Mm, good day. Morgan, you? Yeah, I love new car smells. Like getting in a fresh car, that leather, mm, smells great. One more, Raymundo. What you got? Yeah, whenever my chick leaves something in the oven too long and it gets burnt, sets off the fire alarm, I actually love the smell, and I just slowly (laughs) fan it. (laughs) That's weird. You like burnt food? Yeah. Yeah, I really do. I don't know what it is, but uh, it yeah definitely brings up my senses a little bit. That's funny. I hadn't heard that before. Bobby Bonchon. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Luke Combs shared a teaser of a new love song inspired by his wife, Nicole. It's called Forever After All. One shared his version of Garth Brooks' song What She's Doing Now on his Instagram page. Here's a clip. What she's doing now is tearing me apart Filling up my mind Emptying my heart I can hear a call Each time the cold wind blows And I wonder if she knows What she's doing now Kane Brown talked about his daughter, Kingsley. Well, I will say we got lucky with our baby. I've had probably at least 15 to 20 people ask me or tell me that she's the happiest baby they've ever seen. But I feel like she's going to come with some attitude as she gets older. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. So lately, there have been thousands of people lined up at credit unions in Oregon because they can apply for a $500 relief check. 
And so these lines have been going out of these uh, credit unions. And in one specifically, there's a woman named Catherine Davidson. She says there were probably about 100 people in line when a luxury car pulls up. And this guy gets out and he's kind of like just upset that what are all these people in the way of my ATM machine? And so they explain to him what's happening. He says, really, you guys need help? And they said, yes, so we need help. That's what we're here for. He goes back to his, I don't know what they said, luxury car. And he gets stacks of $100 bills and says, here, pass it down the line. Everyone take 100 oh. They said it must have been at least $10,000 of $100 bills. <laughs> Lunchbox, I thought of you on this one. That's Dang. On two levels, that's crazy. Amazing. One, that it's awesome he would do that. Yeah. But two, that he has stacks of money in his car. <laughs> but I love that he was, they said, he was just annoyed at all the people in front of his ATM. And they says, okay, I can help. He's like, I need you guys to get out the way. So here's, <laughs> and also, if you really pass the stack back, yeah, because who knows that Jimmy's not going to take the whole stack and just look at it and take off running. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of Jimmy's thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Salem, New Hampshire. A 29-year-old woman is facing charges after she went to her ex-boyfriend's house because she wanted to get back together. And when he said, look, I'm done, I don't want to get back together, she got back in her car, put it in reverse, and then boom, rammed into his car and ran to his car over and over again. Uh, that's some anger. That's some issue. That's not just her mad about this. Like, There's some underlying stuff there, huh? Mm-hmm. I think so. I, I, I would never want to do that. My way to get out of a situation is leave. She wants to hit. <laughs> over and over. And, that, and what if you decide to be with her later on in life or two years from now and you see she did that to her last guy? <laughs> that scared me too. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Uh, here is Andrew from California. Morning, studio. I just wanted to get your advice, Bobby. Me and my girl are currently in a long-distance relationship, and I know you and Caitlin were at that point. But um, I just want some advice. We're both young. We're both trying to live it up. So just some advice would be great. Thank you. My advice, and it was the first ever long-distance relationship I'd ever done, we just always had a plan next. We weren't ever just living separately going, I wonder when we'll see each other again. Even if it was far away, we had a plan. Uh, We were looking forward to when she would come here or I would go there. But then again, we got hit with corona pretty quick because we dated for a few, only a few months, and then she was just kind of trapped here, which in the end was the greatest thing to ever happen to me. Right. So I, my only advice to you, sound like you're a young guy, is just make sure that, you know, whenever you leave, you already have your next little spot planned because you're looking forward to something always. Otherwise, you kind of just feel like you're floating. Uh, Caitlin used to come to town and then she would get here and then start to get sad already because she'd have to, she knew she'd have to leave in a few oh. days. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Don't get sad until you're actually leaving. Yeah, I do that. Like, just be happy for a second. Yeah. And so, and then I'd take her to the airport. And I would talk with her. I would say, like, hey, there's no need to get sad. You're going to come back. We already have our next trip planned. Like, that's why it worked for us. I was like, don't get sad. This is not, you're coming back in three weeks or two weeks. And then you're going to get stuck here. And then, <laughs> and then you're going to live out of one single small suitcase for three months. Um, yeah, that would be my advice there, Andrew. Good luck. It can work. It's tough. It can work. But there's also got to be a bit of a plan for how to end the long distance as well. There's got to be an end to the means. Uh, let's do one more. Here you go. This is uh, Heather in North Dakota. Just wanted to find out if you and Caitlin had your own song, had your song as a couple. We have a few. I mean, I, her and I haven't really talked about this on the level of just picking a song, but I've, I've made a list here. Uh, the first time we kind of went somewhere together, and she knows every 90s country song, every word to every 90s country song. And so we were, 
Uh, Brooks and Dunn, Neon Moon had... Oh, I know what was happening. Eddie and I were practicing because we were playing with Brooks and Dunn. And I was learning, making sure I knew every word of the song. Because you feel like you do until you have to sing it with them. <laughs> right. And you're yeah. like, oh. And then we just kind of sang... It, that song reminds me of her because we just sang it for an entire weekend. So that's not our song, but that's one. Also, the Dua Lipa song, Don't Stop Now, reminds me of her when we first met. Don't come out. Because I didn't even love the song, but she liked the song, and she went to the same church as Dua Lipa, and so I thought that was cool. Yeah, that is cool. And so that song was a big one. Uh, Jesse and the Rippers Forever. <laughs> you serious? Yeah. Why? Why this? Because she used to play it all the time and be like, this is my song for you. And she was kind of kidding, but not really. And also, who doesn't love Full House? True. And Jesse's playing this at the wedding. Forever. That's a jam. Um, but fine. The one that I would say is our song, not because we've picked it or had this conversation, and this song because the f- she says that sh- when she knew that I was the one for her, I took her to a Matt Carney concert, and we were in Oklahoma City because I surprised her by going to the Oklahoma City Thunder game, and then Matt Carney was playing. He's a, he's a friend of mine. And so after the game, we went over and watched the back end of his show and hung out with him afterward. But he played this song at the very end of it. And she said when during this song is when she knew that I was the one and it's nothing left to lose. So and then we listen to that song all the time, too, because we, we know all the words to it. And that was a real special time for us. And then in the song, too, he talks about moving to Nashville, you know, yeah. and probably in her life, too. She's thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, I could live in Nashville. Well, and that whole song, too, is like, let's just go for it. Yes. Like, there's, we got nothing to lose. Let's just go get it. So, yeah, and it's a jam, too. Where awesome. were you in that, since you know where you were, like, the game and the concert? If that's when she had the moment of knowing, where were you at that moment? Already knew. You knew, too? Well, yeah, because I planned the whole trip. I'm not planning a trip like that for somebody mm-hmm. that I'm not berserk over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And she said, I haven't seen it, and I'm like going to ask her for it, that she took notes on her phone that night on how she felt because she didn't want to let that kind of go by. And she wanted to, I guess maybe when she gets mad at me later, she can go check it. <laughs> <laughs> her little diary. But I think, and I can ask her, I think that's probably our, if we had to sit and vote on a song, I think that's it. Nothing left to lose, Matt Carney. But those other ones remind me of her a lot. Neon. Every time I hear Neon Moon now, it's like that's. I just think about. That's us. cool. Yeah. Do you have a song? That you, not like your first dance at your wedding, but like a song that you, you and your husband when you first started being together was like your song. I mean, ours is anything. When we first started dating, he loves Texas country. So, and Pat Green ended up being one of our songs. But I would say anything Jerry Jeff, Pat Green, Robert O'Keefe. And even some other guys that aren't as known as those Texas country guys. So you have a whole format as your song? Even now, <laughs> yes. Holy crap. I, All the Texas country oh guys. <laughs> Anything with a red dirt in it is our song. No, but I will say like even Parker McCollum's song that's out now, when it comes on the radio, it instantly has that Texas country feel. And I think of him already with that song. And he, he loves it. But there's not a song. Oh, but I can think of right now, unless it's Pat Green crazy, but... Eddie? You said not that. I think ours kind of came later. We had our early ones, but I think Fix You Now has become our song because of just the 
roller coaster ride that our marriage has been ups downs ups downs and we've always just kind of ended up being there for each other so when fix you comes on we both just get really quiet and say like gosh i love this song just like we yeah, i do too and what station you. are you listening to or fix you <laughs> no, comes I, on? I, no, on our Maybe playlist, playlist. Oh, i was gonna say <laughs> no because <laughs> no, <laughs> i listen to the alternative stuff too but they never play fix <laughs> no, you no they don't it's always like hateful stuff now <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is Terry from Daytona Beach, Florida. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Just wanted to tell you, I love your show. I love the positivity. And I like Amy's morning corny. I miss what's the hap. Yeah, that's a segment where we just go around the room and see what's happening with everybody. We can do that now. Here we go. Hey, what's the haps? All right, what's the haps uh, with me? So I'm supposed to do a scuba lesson today. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do some um, scuba diving this weekend as part of the TV show. And my instructor got coronavirus. No Uh-oh. way. Just got the text. Wow. What are you going to do? Well, I'm not taking a scuba lesson there. <laughs> yeah. It just says, uh, yikes. Scuba lesson not happening today. Instructor tested positive for COVID this morning. I'm glad they tested right then because they'd have waited another day or so. That would have been no good. So that's that's what's happening with me. Just that there, but I go to Seattle this weekend. Far trip, but it'll be pretty fun. Uh, Amy, what's happening with you? Hey, what's the hat? Well, I'm thinking about ordering this book called Glow Kids, but I'm curious if any other parents have read it, but it's about how kids can get addicted to screen time and it's hijacking their lives. So I don't know. I, I We don't really have a huge limit on screen time because my kids are pretty good about it, but I wonder if I should be, you know, paying more attention to that. And apparently in this book, like, one family, they got rid of everything. They have no games, no tablets, no nothing. Sounds miserable. I know, but it was actually really good for their family. I know that there's arguments on both sides. There's just the same thing happened when we were kids with watching TV at night, you know, sitting in front of the TV too much. Well, if anything, the book can just be educate me on what's out there. It's also for safety on screen time, too. Like if kids are messaging in certain games they play and stuff and how dangerous that can be. Now that could be something. For sure. But I would say to let your kids have all the screen time they want, period. Never (laughs) stop. Never stop stopping. Well, it's called Glow Kids if anybody else is a parent and they're curious or if you've read it, hit me up. All right, let's go over to Eddie. Hey, what's the hat? So I took the kids to the movie theater yesterday and it was awesome. You went to a movie? I did. And then you're coming in here? Well, there was no one there, guys. It was the safest I've ever been. Did you wear a mask? Yes, we all wore masks. The whole time? Absolutely, the whole time. Okay. Did you touch anything? The seat. I mean, I guess our butts touched the seat, but other than that, that was it. There was no one there. The ticket was $2. We watched Back to the Future, and we had the time of our lives. What did they show in old movies? Yeah, all old movies, because I guess there aren't really a lot of new releases coming out. But, man, I mean, I was shocked. I, I don't know how they're going to survive, because literally there was no one there. But at the same time, felt pretty safe. Oh, dang. All right. Hey. Hey, what's the hat? All right, Lunchbox, what's up with you? Oh, man, I'm just excited because it's going to be more action time for me with uh, me and the wife because we moved our youngest son out of our bedroom, and he is now sharing a room with his big brother. We put him in a packing place, and it's time. You're six months old. You're on your own. So it's back to just me and my wife in the bedroom. How does the older brother feel about that? Uh, he doesn't seem to mind. He 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 seems to be excited about it because uh, he has someone in his room. He doesn't get that he can't play with them, and he tries to climb in his uh, <laughs> pack and play, but he doesn't seem to throw a fit when we put him in there, so that's good. 
Thank you for the call, too, Terry. Uh, always love when you want to hear segments. We'll do them. You guys can call us, 877-77-BOBBY. Later on this morning, we're going to get the guy Johnny on. Johnny works at the Axe Murder House in Iowa. The lunchbox will be spending the night in. So we're going to talk to him later to see how haunted he feels it really is. I'm going to press him a little bit. By the way, Ray, how far are we away from lunchbox going? 49 days. Until Lunchbox goes to the ex-murderer ghost house. I see dead people. <laughs> That's such a dumb piece of audio that we have. Yeah. So we'll talk to Johnny coming up. I do want to hear from Linda in Nashville. Here you go. Morning, studio. I was wondering, now that our mayor is going to allow up to 125 people at weddings, is uh, Raymundo going to re-invite the other show members to his wedding? Raymundo, they have now said you can bring more people. Are you going to invite more people? No, because uh, we found with this COVID uh, virus, you really can't predict it. It could then maybe then go back to 30 people. So why even risk it? We've changed the number. That's the number going forward. But you could re-invite just the people on the show. It's like four people. I've been strictly told that is the people that are coming. Okay. And you listen? Well, it's got to be social distancing as well. And the venues that we have, it'll be very comfortable with the amount that we have. Okay. Thank you, Raymundo, for that update. Yeah! <laughs> the Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So when it comes to traveling, obviously pilots and flight attendants, they're experts. And one flight attendant went viral on TikTok with some of her top hotel hacks of what you should do when you're checking into your room. And some of these I had literally never thought of before. Okay. So for safety reasons, she said to never say your room number out loud in the lobby or hallways in case someone is listening. Also for safety, make sure there's no one behind you as you enter your room and then check places like behind the curtains and under the bed for anyone who might be hiding in there. Have you ever done that? Uh, I don't say my number out loud for that reason. Okay, but I mean... And then if you... someone's behind me, I won't go... That, that's just a, If someone's right behind me, why would I go in my room? Okay, but have you checked a curtain? or under? I've never uh, looked under the bed ever. Like anybody in here? No, no I don't, I've no. never done that. Always deadbolt the door. Remove the sheets. What and... happened to this flight attendant for all this? Day? <laughs> like, well, did she have a traumatic experience? This is like a horror movie. Well, that's safety stuff. And now we're getting into germ type stuff. Remove the sheets and inspect the corners of the bed for bed bugs. Never use the bed cover or decorative pillows because they do not get washed. Keep your luggage off the bed to keep your bed as clean as possible. And then this is a fun tip. If there's no fridge in your room, use the hotel ice bucket to keep anything cold. Just put it in the ice bucket. Yeah, if you've like got a Yeti. food or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'd never have thought of that one. Right? There's a little hack there. Uh, so there's a new Halloween mask out this year. And oh, it's, I saw it. It's, it's great, too. It's called the Karen. Yeah. And it's got the haircut you would expect, kind of like the Kate short. Kate Gosselin type. Short, yeah. yeah. Uh, bloodshot eyes, angry wrinkles, and a furious facial expression. Yeah, it's a middle-aged white woman, really angry. It's pretty funny. <laughs> It's a, it's, I mean, I would see that and, and know what that was. I'd know that was a Karen mask. Mm -hmm. So Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, they are set to return to The Voice this fall. And after a delay, the premiere date has been set. Season 19's coming back on Monday, October 19th. And it'll be Blake, Gwen, John Legend, and Kelly Clarkson all returning. And then Carson Daly, of course, will be the host. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. <laughs> Why? I don't, I don't know that singing show. Oh, because we only know American Idol. <laughs> I only know American Idol. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't even know why I did this story. <laughs> <laughs> Amy's now second guessing why she's promoting the voice. <laughs> I, listen, to be fair, I haven't re-signed American Idol yet. I don't know if I can. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but um, that's my show. But yeah, hey, hey, good luck to them. I guess they're well, doing a show too. Hey, <laughs> we're fair and balanced here. So um, Listen, people that say they're fair and balanced are never fair and balanced. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was trying to use one of those political slogans. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you, you have to give fair, like if you have one politician on, you have to have the other one Not on. anymore. That's not our, the law anymore? Not so much. I thought it was. Because I was going to say, I'm going to give you the microphone to say the premiere date for American Idol. Well, I mean, I, we, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not back on the show yet. Okay. I don't know. Or if I am going to be. I don't know. I don't know. I hope I am. All right. Is that it? Yep. Or maybe that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There was a dude in Scott, Louisiana, out mowing his lawn when he is overcome by the heat. Down he goes in the front yard. Neighbors call 911. They respond. Firefighters, EMS, take him to the hospital. And the firefighter's like, man, that poor dude just needs some yard work done. So they stayed behind and finished the yard work. Yeah, that's always Mm -hmm. awesome. Whenever they're like, yeah, we we got him. We got him. That's a good one. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. You can go over to bobbybones.com and vote in our driver's license beauty pageant. We all took our pictures from our driver's license and put them up. And I haven't seen the results, but Mike D says someone is dominating with 45% of the vote. And that person is... Morgan, number two. Oh. Wow. Wow. Look at you. got your glamour shot on over there or what? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it's a brand new photo, so that makes me feel good. All right. Morgan, number two, dominating. Uh, in second place is Amy with 24%. I'm third. Lunchbox Eddie and Raymundo. Oh, right. Who looks like a Keebler elf in, <laughs> in his picture. And that's not about you being short. It's just that you, that thing looks, you look squished together. Yeah, they didn't really take that much time on my picture, so I blame the office. <laughs> Uh, BobbyBones.com. We'll leave it up for another day and vote in our driver's license uh, beauty pageant. Tag us, too. If you have a really funny driver's license picture, and like take your information off of it because we may screenshot it and post it, but tag us on your Instagram story if you have a really funny driver's license picture. And then we'll see it and post some of them, too. That'd be fun, huh? Yeah. All right, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. Are you cold? Um, am I cold? Yeah, well, go sit in the corner. It's 90 degrees. <laughs> oh, sit in the corner? Angle. <laughs> the corner's that 90 degrees. The morning corner. Amy's doing some experiment of comedy this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, math teachers are going to love it. Or geometry, should I say? Did you see a picture of Brad Pitt's new girlfriend? Yeah, but I guess the headline I read, too, is that she's married still. Yeah. So, so it's the whole thing's... Off. I mean, I guess that's Hollywood on. Right. But it feels off to us. He's 56. She's 27. Now, what do you think about that? I mean, it's Brad Pitt, right? Okay, so you're okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Her name I mean, is, yeah, it's weird, though. Her name is Nicole uh, Podorowski. She's married. She and her husband have been married for eight years, and they have a seven-year-old child. Sources say they have an open relationship. Brad allegedly met her at her 68-year-old husband's restaurant in Berlin. Whoa. Soon after they met, she flew him to Los Angeles to be with to be with Brad, and they're together right now. Oh, what? So her husband knows and about Brad. Hold on. So her husband was like 60, and she was 19 when they first got together? You know? Sorry. This is where my brain goes. Yeah. I, my, mine didn't go there. Okay. I guess you're right. They've been together that long. 27 years old. 
He's a well-known German restaurateur. Oh. Huh. We think about Brad Pitt when you hear this. I mean, I, it's not weird to me because, yes, Hollywood. Like so, different he, set of rules? Yeah, and yeah. I think we heard all kinds of stuff with him she's and cute. Angelina. And- <laughs> Have you seen her? <laughs> yeah, she's, she's pretty. She's cute. Uh, a 10-year-old drummer challenged Dave Grohl to a drum-off. Dave Grohl is? The drummer for, Mm-mm. he was the drummer for the Red Hot. <laughs> the, um, He's the lead singer of? <laughs> The Red Hot Chili Peppers. No. <laughs> oh, drop the, the chili peppers. The Red Hot. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I know this. He's the lead singer Nerd. of the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters, your favorite, one of your favorite bands ever. And then he was the drummer of? <laughs> the Red Hot no. Chili Peppers. No, Amy, stop it. <laughs> the Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana. Nirvana. I yeah. almost said that. Okay. Give me a break. You didn't almost say that. You said a lot of things and none of them were near Nirvana. Uh, this girl's 10 years old. She did a cover of Foo Fighters Everlong, and she did the drum section. And so here's a clip of her calling Dave Grohl out. Ten years old. Here you go. Dave Grohl, I challenge you to a drummer. That's her. So good. That's her. Amazing. She's 10? Yeah, she's 10. And your son is? 10. Is he still doing drums? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think, I think the whole, we made it to this part where we're at the kitchen table going. Just hitting with your hands? <laughs> Here is Dave Grohl playing and responding to her, and he's playing on his uh, young daughter's drum set. I haven't played that song since the day I recorded it in 1997. But Nandy, in the last week... I've gotten at least 100 texts from people all over the world saying, this girl is challenging you to a drum-off. Hey, Ray, you should challenge like Sam Hunt to (laughs) like a whistle challenge or a yodel challenge or something. I will have to think up something creative. I I just did. A whistle challenge or a (laughs) drum... Like what? something, does Sam Hunt whistle in any of his songs? No, did you hear Sam Hunt's new song that he put on Instagram though? Uh Uh-uh. Well, it was a cover of what she's doing now, Garth Brooks, but he auto-tuned it crazily. Here, listen to this. Clear my head somehow, but tonight, I lie here thinking, what's she doing now? Cause what she's doing now is tearing me apart, filling up my mind, emptying my heart. I can hear a call. Cohen blows, and I wonder if she knows what she's doing now. What do you think about that? It works to me. It's not the traditional feel of that song. And if you're looking for this jam, you're only getting the words and the melody a bit. Because some people were hating on it hard. He's not trying to be contemporary. He's not trying to be uh, that. That's he's trying to make it contemporary. Hey, listen, is it for me? Probably not. I love Garth so much. I don't want to mess with a bunch of Garth. But for, it works for Sam. Mm-hmm. You knew he posted that too. You knew he knew. He knew it was going to be controversial. He knew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love Sam though. So I'm going to give you the real first name of a famous country artist. You just tell me who it is and who we know him by. For example, Frederick. Is that Dirk Spentley or John Party? It's Dirk Spentley. Yeah. We did that one before the break. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Ready. Troil. Now, 
Whose first name is Troyle? Is that Garth Brooks' real name or George Strait's real name? Troyle. Troyle. Oh my gosh. I did not know either of them had a different name. I didn't know that was a name. <laughs> Troyle? Troyle. Troyle. I'm going to go with Garth. Real name, Troyle Garth Brooks. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Patricia. Is that Reba or is it Trisha Yearwood? Well, it makes more sense if it's Patricia, but is this a trick question? Patricia, is it Reba or is it Trisha Yearwood? Trisha Yearwood. The answer, Patricia Lynn Yearwood. (laughs) All right, Kenneth, whose real name is Kenneth? Is it Eric Church or Jason Aldean? Eric Church, I think? Kenneth. 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 I think it's... Say it like both of them. Do an impression of them, but you'll get it. Kenneth. That's Eric Church. Good. Yeah. Do Aldean. Kenneth? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's Eric Church, I think. It's Kenneth Eric Church. Eileen. Whose name is Eileen? Is it Faith Hill? Or Shania Twain? Oh, man. Eileen. I I know this one. I think it's Faith Hill. The answer is Eileen Regina Edwards, and that would be Shania Twain. Oh. (laughs) Well, she just went totally different. But Faith Hill's name is Audrey Faith Perry. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, how about Samuel? Is Samuel Tim McGraw or Toby Keith? Oh, Tim McGraw. Uh, Tim McGraw is Samuel Timothy McGraw, yeah. Yeah. And his dad is... Come on. Oh, I just had it. Tug on the girl. T- t- yeah. I was going to say tut. T- <laughs> That's king. No, no. King tut. It was on the tip of my tongue. All right, one more. Colden. Colden. Is that Chris Stapleton? Colden Chris Stapleton. Or is that Cole Swindell? Colden. I think it's got to be Cole Swindell. Even though. Is that your yeah. answer? Oh, well, <laughs> I guess it is your answer. Yeah, yeah it's Cole Swindell. Colden Rainey Swindell. Hmm. Rainey. I've never heard of Troyal or Colden. <laughs> Me neither. Until today. <laughs> this is Holly from Raleigh, North Carolina. Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. Love the show. Love the podcast. My only thing is I now have a nine-month-old daughter, and whenever she's in the car, she usually falls asleep. When you guys play the games and get an answer wrong, the buzzer always wakes her up and scares her. <laughs> if you could please lighten up the buzzer or stop getting answers wrong, greatly appreciate it. Thanks, guys. That's funny. Or stop getting answers wrong. That's right. <laughs> this is Trisha from St. Louis. Hey, good morning. I'm just listening to Thursday's show on the podcast about Amy and Skashira's TV. My kids are 18 and 20. They still don't have a television in their room. There's just no need. They can watch, come out as a family. No need to isolate in their bedroom. No need to watch in the middle of the night. I would never give my children a television in the room. So stay strong, Amy. Okay. So Amy's actually brought in her daughter's case for having a TV. Yeah. This is, she said, I'm going to build a case and present it to you. So this is her presentation. Okay. Here is Amy's 13 year old daughter. Okay. This is where I should have a TV in my room. I am responsible and I have the perfect space in my room 
and it would help me sleep and I do all my homework and I can invite mom to to sleep with me to spend time together and I can take it to college with me. Wow. (laughs) A lot of great reasons there. She is very responsible. She is. So what did you tell her? Wait, I don't have an answer for her. Well, I say yes. Of course you do. Of course you do. Then, you know, father of the year over here, Bones, Mm -hmm. what do you do about the son that has a room right across the hall that gets jealous of everything and then says, well, how come Stashira gets a TV and I don't get a TV? I'd make him earn it. And what has she done to earn it? Be responsible. She told you. She's supposed to do homework. (laughs) But she told you. Oh, because she has the perfect space on her wall? Yeah, it's a great one. And, and she, she take it to college. She's saving, looking mm-hmm. for the future. <laughs> Do you feel like you have to, if you give one kid something, the other kid has to have it too? No, we're really working on that. But it's a issue. It's not an issue with her. She's like, I don't understand why he acts this way. I don't. I don't. I get happy for him if he gets something that I don't have. But he doesn't. His brain isn't there yet. Can't she, you tell him when you turn twelve or thirteen, you'll also get a TV in your room? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, 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 slow down. It's just a Band-Aid for now. You can decide later, <laughs> but it gives you a couple of years buffer. I think you should let her have the TV in the room because you can regulate that like you can anything else. But then she... You what, just didn't have one? What she didn't put in her recording, oh. the, this, this is just during a conversation because she, you know, that's what she wanted to do her for her presentation. But she also told me, she's like, and then on Saturdays, she's like, mom, I won't have to leave my room. It will be amazing. Excellent. No, we, I like family time. I need her to leave her room. I think as long as she meets your requirements, she should be able to have a TV. If she's doing her homework and if she starts to fall off, you, that you can take that away from her because it means a lot to her. I didn't have a TV in but my- But that, that shouldn't matter. That shouldn't matter. <laughs> okay. All right. I just don't what see What does your husband think? Need- oh, he does not think she needs a TV in the room at all. She- we have all kinds of TVs in our house where she can go in a common area and be- Amongst other people. Sometimes you just want to watch TV by yourself. I, know, I do. I don't know where she got this whole TV's going to help me sleep thing. Probably from me because I <laughs> does me. Bobby. <laughs> Anything. So when are you going to make your decision right now? No, oh. not right now. This is like a big, big decision. I do not take this lightly at all. There's well, so many things to consider. And if, I feel like Eddie said the other day, his son has a tablet and can watch that. And there's... You know, she has access to her Netflix account on there. And so maybe I just say you can have more freedom to watch whatever on your tablet during certain hours. But she's a night owl. She will stay up all night. She says, Mom, I was born. I come alive at night. Me too. (laughs) I feel, I understand. I know. But like, I can't, I can't have her. I guess since she says she's responsible, then I'll have to trust that she's turning it off. But I have to do random checks. Like, is the TV off? And, oh, I knocked on her door. In fact, the other day, knocked on it, and I just walked right in. And then she said, Mom, could you knock and then announce who you are before entering? She's 13. What in the world? That's, she's a teenager. You probably wanted the same thing when you were 13. why do I need to announce who I am? I'm knocking. I'm giving her the respect of like, hey, but I. But if ugh. it's her dad, though, she may decide to, I don't know, put on different clothes well, real he quick. He wouldn't. He okay. wouldn't just right. walk This in. is not my debate or my fight. I'm just giving you my opinion. And if there's a TV that shows up on your doorstep with a big bow Bobby's on it today, Bobby's kid's going to get a TV in its nursery. It's like, <laughs> and t- okay, you want a TV? <laughs> it's just the office theme. <laughs> dun, 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 over. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. 
know, not many people would foster a cancer-ridden dog with just a little time to live. But Jenny Leach and her husband decided to make a promise that every day that this dog had left would be a good one. 12 years old, Theo was abandoned in bad shape when someone found him in the parking lot of a Walmart. But Theo still seemed like a happy dog, they say. So the couple was like, all right, we're going to give him some good experiences. So that was the beginning of Theo's bucket list, which started off simply with ice cream, which is a good one, though. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) Ice cream's awesome. Then getting a burger at a drive-thru, chewing a fresh bone from a butcher shop. Sounds like my bucket list, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jenny Leach posted his daily adventures on Facebook and soon discovered that previously sick and abandoned dogs were being taken care of the same way by other people, too. And so... People then started donating bucket list ideas and items. Theo went for a ride in a Mustang convertible. So, and and it went on and on. Um, You know, Theo ended up passing away. But, man, they put him out in style. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, right? The butcher bone. That would just be A+. (laughs) Just for a dog to get a fresh butcher bone. I don't know. I like the convertible. (laughs) Riding the convertible sounds pretty cool. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Eddie sent me a video of a three-year-old girl that was lifted in the sky because she got caught on a kite. It's crazy. No, it's, it's like, so insane. It's like a kite show or whatever, and they're just kites going all over, and I guess she grabbed onto it, and the kite took her up. It says the three-year-old girl was lifted up 100 feet in the sky after getting caught on a giant kite. Footage from a festival showed a group of helpers struggling to contain the giant length of orange material as they were battered by heavy winds. The crowd cheers at the kite's first taking flight, but then screams of horror happen Mm. whenever the little girl got caught up and started soaring with the kite. I mean, she is launched into the air. Yeah, and she's whipping like back and forth because the kite's just kind of going left, right, left, right, up, down. You know what it looks like? It looks like if you put a jetpack on your back, you know how people go, and they can't really contain themselves. That's what it looks like. Mm And so, and then everyone's pointing and trying to run underneath her. Yes, almost like a trampoline. Like if she falls, we're going to catch her. I mean- and she's going all over the place that they oh. can't quite get under her. By the way, she's okay. She spent only 30 seconds, which had to be oh, an eternity. I mean, I know that physically she's okay, but like emotionally oh. and mentally, like. And how awesome of her to hold on yeah. for 30 seconds. That's gotta be was so hard. Was she wrapped up at all? No, she was holding on. Cause as soon as the, the kite came down for a second, they just grabbed her. That's crazy. I can't even hold on to a rope swing over the water sometimes. Yeah. She's holding on to a kite. Yeah. Uh, the crowd's cheers turned into screams. She weighs 28 pounds. She went as high as 100 feet in the air. She spent 30 seconds being tossed oh. around before finally being lowered close enough for them to grab the bottom of the kite and then pull her to safety. Woo-hoo-hoo. That is crazy, man. And, I mean, she flips upside down. Yeah. Where her head, her feet are above her, oh. and she's holding onto the kite. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, speaking of floating... David Blaine has postponed his balloon ride. You know, that was going to be one of his big stunts. Have you seen this? Where he's going to float 3.5 miles into the sky while holding 52 big balloons. And he's just going to hold them and float three and a half miles up. Straight up. Yeah. He scrapped plans to soar over the Hudson River. And so he's not going to do New York City, but now they're going to go to like the Grand Canyon area. To qualify for the stunt, he had to obtain his pilot's license. Interesting. The FAA deemed his 52 helium balloon flying stunt at 18,000 feet as an experimental aircraft. YouTube will stream the live event. With this, I'm going to ask you, and I know what your answer should be, but are you hoping there's a bit of drama with it? But he lives. 
Because we don't watch crazy stunts for them just to get pulled off with no hiccup, right? Like, you don't watch the guy high wire walking nah. for him just to walk and be fine. You want him to slip a little bit, but still hold, yeah. right? I don't really. You don't? No. I don't. It gets you nervous. I'd rather it just go just as planned. It's no fun when he crosses the wire without slipping. He still did something cool. I like if they know they're not going to slip, they still talk to slip. He's like, I don't know, man. This doesn't feel so great. (laughs) And he still nailed Like, give me something. Make me feel a little bit where I'm going to go, ooh. Since David Blaine, though, is a magician, is this real? I think this isn't a magician. This is him being... um, like an artist, he has. There's a name, a performance artist. Okay, so it's not just magic. So I don't think this is magic. All right. There's a groom joking that 2020 hasn't been the best year, and then lightning strikes at his wedding. His name's Aaron. Him and his wife Denise were in the middle of their outdoor ceremony, and here's the audio of him. I don't know what to make of lightning striking a quarter mile away during our wedding vows. I take it as a good sign that we didn't get electrocuted. Let's face it, 2020 has not been the best year. <laughs> Mother Nature did not like that. Oh my gosh. Wow. He's on a mic. Let's face it, guys. Listen. <laughs> Waboosh. That's crazy. I'll give you this too before we get into Blake Shelton here. Here are the top three songs in country music this week. At number three, it's Thomas Rhett and Friends, Be a Light. In a place that needs a change, make a he, he will be in performing on Friday's show this week. Uh, number two is Luke Combs, Loving on You. And the number one song is Florida Georgia Line, I Love My Country. The number one hip-hop song is Da Baby featuring Roddy Rich. You like that one? I do. Yeah, like it. I the kids, do too. The kids listen to it a lot. I just know it from TikTok. I guess I've never heard anything other than the 15 seconds on TikTok. Uh, and the number one rock song is from Metallica with the San Francisco Symphony, All Within My Hands. That's the big songs in music this week. Amy, did you ever like Metallica? No. I was never a Metallica fan. Really? Yeah, because I heard they worship the devil. <laughs> That's what they said around town? Well, at church, they were yeah. like, "Don't Metallica worships the devil. Because everything was black. Uh-huh. And so I just never got into Metallica. Did you like Metallica? That black album was one of my favorites. The, the devil one? You know, no, I guess that was the devil one. Unforgiven. Inter- uh, yeah. What else? Oh, so good. Nothing else <laughs> matters. Those so are all good, good songs. Yeah. Yeah. 49 days until Lunchbox goes to spend the night in the Vasilla Axe Murder House. It started as a segment where we just heard this was a house you could go sleep in. We commented on it if we thought that, that, that ghosts were real in murder houses. Then we had a listener call and go, I didn't think it was real, but I stayed in it. Now I believe it. And so we're going to send Lunchbox up, and he's going to go spend the night. Do we know who with yet? Uh, no, we have not uh, booked anybody solid, confirmed. I mean, I've had people reach out, a lot of listeners, but I don't know who's going to go with me. Okay. Well, right now we have Johnny, who's a tour guide at the Vasilla Axe Murder House. Hey, Johnny, how are you? I'm living the dream. How are you guys doing? I'm pretty good. So, am I saying it right? Velissa? I've heard it a million ways. It's actually pronounced Velisca. Okay. The Velisca Axe Murder House. Now, for our listeners that maybe are just hearing this for the first time, what happened at this house and when did it happen? It was June 9th, 1912. uh, A family of six came home with two little girls that stayed the night. Next day, they were all found murdered with an axe, eight total. Um... Investigations went on for five years. 
1918, a minister confessed, but he talked about voices telling him to kill and a shadow giving him the axe. He was acquitted of all charges. So at this point, it's Iowa's oldest unsolved crime. If this happened now, this would be the biggest news story in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Huge. It'd be unbelievable. But back then, I guess there really was no way to track stuff happening like this. What do you think happened, Johnny? Um, You know, now that Library of Congress has put all these old newspapers online, we're finding about 20 years of axe murders that are very similar. Uh, So kind of the thought is maybe an early traveling serial killer. Oh. Wow. So maybe somebody was coming through town. They decided to stop by there in in Iowa and do some axe murdering, and this just happened to be the house? Yeah. I mean, there's no motive. There was money left, not touched. But every crime scene is very unique with mirrors being covered or uh, raw bacon laid on the floor, you know, food left at the table. It's all kind of the same M.O. When you're touring through this and you're taking people to the house, do you ever hear the ghosts or the, the, like the children's voices at, on a tour? Absolutely. I've, I've been here over 15 years and I've seen stuff happen daytime, nighttime. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It just does it. And you believe in your whole heart that there are ghosts uh, haunting this house? <laughs> when I came here, I'm a history guy, and I made fun of the ghost stuff relentlessly. I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard until I had my experiences. And then I start staying the night, and I've done over 400 overnights alone in the house trying to debunk it. And it's creepy. <laughs> Do you have a relationship with the ghosts? <laughs> I I hope a good one. Uh, You know, as as crazy and as Norman Bates as it sounds, after a while you feel kind of protective of what's over there. And I'm not really sure that the family is even there haunting the place. I almost think the house itself is haunting itself, like a rose red type deal. I don't know what that means. Yeah, wait. I don't know. So in the 30s and 40s, they're doing seances in the house trying to find the killer that route. Who knows what that's inviting in. And then in 94, they open up for overnight investigations. People are coming in, trying to get stuff to happen. That's just like flipping a light switch on. Hmm. Well, And the stuff that happens in the house isn't something a little kid from 1912 would be doing. Oh, Nintendo? You hear Nintendo in the background? <laughs> no. <laughs> no Nintendo, but we've got voices in French. We've asked questions in French and got replies in it. What? Um, yeah. What can it, Lunchbox expect when he comes to spend the night? I've had objects move, uh, chairs rock, voices, footsteps, doors open, slam, mental manipulation. Oh. I wait, mean, that's a joke. Wait, somewhat like Lunchbox could get manipulated mentally? For sure. Absolutely. It's got a very Amityville quality going on. He's, he's concerned that one of the ghosts is going to follow him back home to be with his wife and kids. Any chance of that happening? Uh, no, because, you know, like every night they have a revolving cast of overnights to mess with. If they were to come to my house, it'd be like, oh, great, he's watching Netflix for seven hours straight. This is fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it'd get boring. All right, there he is, Johnny. With the comedy. Love it. <laughs> hey, uh, Lunchbox, how do you feel about after hearing this? I feel even worse. I mean, like... Uh, do they do they do they get mad at you because like we're going into their home where they were murdered or what? I mean, are they mad at the people that come and stay there? Because that's what I feel like they're going to be mad at me. 
I think that the house will give you exactly what you're looking for if you go in yelling and provoking and hitting the hornet's nest with a baseball bat, you're going to get stung. If you go in respectful, you're going to have a respectful time. Hornet's I nest, believe. baby. You go in guns a blazing. <laughs> baseball bat. Yeah, wah, 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 wah. you're just swinging <laughs> blindly. We need action on this. Blazing. Oh, my God. Are you scared? Lunchbox, where are you uh, one to ten on being scared? Oh, seven, man. This is a terrible idea. This is awful. I feel like these ghosts, oh, my gosh. You just, he just said they could manipulate my mind. What are they going to make me do? <laughs> well, I'll leave that one up to researching on the Internet. Oh, great. There's been some incidences at the house. But. Oh. Did people ever get upset that you, that you guys are keeping the house going where people were murdered and like making money off of it? Uh, you know, when I came here, I was very on the fence about that. Um, but after, you know, being a history guy, I've been everywhere from Gettysburg, Plantations, Trail of Tears, Salem. It's it's all kind of bad history, but we have to learn from it. You know what I mean? And this inspires a lot of, we do a lot of Supreme Court judges, law enforcement colleges for continuing education, you know. And it's, people that come here are just curious. Well, and They're he said about what? it may not be the family that is coming there. The, the people may have brought in other Okay, great. Spirits. I, mean, I mean, I get it, but yeah. I All right, just, listen, Johnny, we appreciate it. Looking forward to uh, talking to you again as we get closer to Lunchbox coming up there. Uh, thank you for your time, and uh, it's kind of creepy to have this for a job. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, Johnny. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye-bye. If your husband said, I just don't want to wear my wedding ring anymore, would you care? A little bit. I would wonder why. Because why why have you been wearing it for this many years and now suddenly it bothers you? It's uncomfortable. Almost one third of new husbands are choosing not to wear a wedding ring. Um, In the room here, Lunchbox, do you wear yours? Nope. Eddie, do you wear yours? Of course. Have it on right now. Scuba Steve, do you wear yours? Yeah, I wear it every day. I feel weird without it. Got it on. Hey, listen, that's about here, too. One of three, which is Lunchbox. But why doesn't Lunchbox yeah, wear yeah, it? Yeah, I want to know this. I've just never worn jewelry, never owned a watch, never had anything. So I just, it felt weird. And so I just don't wear it. No need to. So it's either because of their job or they find it uncomfortable or bothersome. That's it. The job? Well, the, <laughs> yeah, the job. I mean, I, want, I don't want the ladies to think. No, it's just uncomfortable. It feels weird to have it on your hand all the time. According to marriage counselors, if a husband is ring-free from the beginning, there's nothing to panic about. They just don't like wearing rings. Right. I can see that. However, if he's not ring-free, then all of a sudden wants to be ring-free, there's probably something to think about there. Like why? Which like like my you point. said. Yeah. yeah. And my husband does take his off for work though. Um, what if he wanted to wear it around his neck, like on a chain? Huh? Guys do that? Yeah. No. Why, why, why like would you want to do I think that? that's actually pretty cool. What? Why? Because it's closer to your heart? No, just because I don't want to wear anything <laughs> on my hand. I have trouble with watches. I never wear watches because any jewelry around my hands, I just don't wear anything. Okay, you run that by Caitlin. What? You're wearing it as a necklace eventually whenever y'all get married one day. Soon. Probably not a fight I'd like to get into. So <laughs> Yet, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, I avoid that stuff at uh, this point. Uh, Ray, let me talk about Raymundo for a second. He's getting married in October. Mm-hmm. Raymundo, what I hear from from Bay, your fiance, is that you want an expensive wedding ring and not the normal cheap guy one. Yeah, some guys have done this rubber thing where it, it doesn't even look like diamonds or anything like that, and that's really the route I want to go. Diamonds. 
Rubber or diamonds? Diamonds. Oh. <laughs> he wants a diamond ring. Yeah, so no. it was nine uh, stones, and you can get it for under $1,000 right now. They have deals where it's half off. What do you think about that? I don't, I am not into diamond rings for guys, unless you already wear lots of diamonds and that's your thing, but right <laughs> You're not a jewelry guy, though, huh? I'm really not, and especially with my job, I do a lot of stuff with my fingers, but she said that's not cool, especially since we have the video feed. I do need to wear the ring, especially when I'm at work. And you would like to have an, a wedding ring with diamonds in it. Who's paying for that? I believe that my fiance does. Yeah, she uh, Yeah, her and her family, but we can get her a deal, and also at the same time, I'm not asking for a carrot. I believe it's a fourth of a carrot if you go nine stones. So they're spread out. It's like little yes. teeny diamonds like spread out. Correct. Okay. I, listen, I don't know. I spent $45 on my husband's ring. So, James Avery, shout out. And I'm not going to hate because I have these pearls that I wear sometimes. Mm-hmm. They they're look more like man beads. And so I had them on when I came in this morning. And the reason is I found them again because Mike D sent me a picture of Machine Gun Kelly. He wore pearls at the VMAs a couple nights ago. Oh, wow. Okay. They're pretty cool. Oh. My pearls are pretty cool. Well, why, don't you, why don't you have them on? Because I feel, I feel like cool today. <laughs> you just carried them with you? Well, I had them on when I came in. Pearls. I had them on when I came in this morning. Oh, well, so what do you think? You're, she's going to surprise you with it on the wedding day? Uh, it'll be picked out beforehand, so I'm still negotiating with her. Negotiating. <laughs> that's funny. All right, Ray. Good let, luck with let that. Let us know, bud. Um, that's it. Thank you, guys. See you tomorrow. Bobby Bones.